Welcome back to Life in Bites podcast, the place where you learn, get inspiration, find motivation and get ready to live a life lived better. Here we talk about holistic lifestyle, which means physical health, emotional balance and stress management, mental health and mindset, relationships, soul and spirituality, money and career. I'm Cristina Popescu, the host of Life in Bites podcast. I'm a wife, mother of three, holistic coach and stress management strategist. My goal is to help you free yourself for the need of being perfect and instead embrace life one bite at a time in just the right amount so you can enjoy, live, rest and love the way you choose. I have with me today a dear friend, Fred Stover, a father, pastor and veteran from the US Army. After he retired from the Army, suffering from PTSD, he tried to commit suicide several times. Fortunately, he survived, got saved by God, and became a Christian. He moved to Romania as a missionary. He started Pregnancy Crisis Center and saved lives of many, many babies. He still lives in Romania, and he seems to love it. Our goal is to give you hope in case you battle mental health issues like stress, depression, anxiety, PTSD, or if you think or plan to commit suicide. Our only goal is to give you hope and let you know that you are not alone. Do you know someone who suffers? send them this podcast. It may be the very thing that saved their life. And when we say that, as survivors, we know that sometimes it takes one click or one person to save someone's life. And help us to know you listen by subscribing, leave a comment and a review. And we are looking forward to meet you in the comment section. So let's begin. And now we're going to talk about our fears. Well, are we going to talk about fears? This time we are going to talk about What is about hurting someone's feelings and not telling the truth or just telling nice things because you don't want to hurt feelings of someone when it comes to mental health and mental wellness and relationships? Because as far as I see, every time when I have to have conversations with people, tough conversations, people tend to tend to protect me because I was depressed and I am I have post-traumatic stress disorder and somehow People think that I'm too soft to take it. Why is that? Let me say first that it's not that they think you're too soft or too weak to handle it. It's that they, or anyone else, like on me, it's not that I think what someone would be too soft, it's that I don't want to hurt someone. Why bring more pain in someone's life? Now, that's not always, as you taught me, not always the correct way of looking at it. That's be- true. Because by, well, like you said the other day, you know, we have to be there to listen to someone and be there for them. And being there, you know, what I experienced, in, especially after I delivered the third child and I got depressed, everybody was looking to tell me just the nice part of life, the joy part of life. And when there was a problem, like it happened a few days ago, people would be quiet for years. To not hurt my feelings but then the problem with that is when you find out it's so painful because of that protection and from my point of view it's like if you care about someone no it doesn't matter if they, they have depression or anxiety or a postpartum depression or whatever mental issue or challenge is there you don't protect people when you don't tell if you care tell them and be there to catch them how that work for you? Do you feel that you are protected because, I don't know, you are a veteran? 
and you deal with post-traumatic stress disorder? Uh, no, no. How do you experience that? Uh, I think because I don't live, I don't live with people that know or understand that, so they just work in a not understanding. That makes sense. They don't get it. They don't understand it. So it just doesn't compute for them. So they just continue on their happy little way, dealing things in their happy little way. And I should be dealing that way too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And what I see when I meet people with different challenges, because you know there is a thing with mental health. It's so much stigma. If you dare to say on a podcast like us that you have a problem with post traumatic stress disorder or whatever mental problem is, how people name us? Crazy. <laughs> that is general. It's in America and Europe, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if we speak as professionals mm-hmm. and parents mm-hmm. and in the church mm-hmm. and everywhere, then it's even worse, right? Mm-hmm. But does people with mental challenges mm-hmm. have a good life? Can we perform in our jobs? Does, in your example, Post-traumatic stress disorder help you to perform in your thing you do? It has its positive Which effects. one is that? We look for that one. Yeah. How can, is positive for you? I can stay very focused. Mm-hmm. I can stay, yeah, very focused and, yeah. Well, and everything you start, you finish, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> we and, tend to finish uh, things in half the time. Hopefully, and uh, in my experience that I better, uh, if I'm going to do a project that something I have to buy material whatever I better buy the good stuff and I better do it right and good the first time if not I'm just going to end up trashing it all and going to the store and buying all the good stuff and so I should do it right the first time and once I start that project I definitely won't stop it until I'm done and you will do it well mm-hmm. how, to the best of my ability yes how it is to live with post-traumatic stress disorder from a point of view when you you work as a missionary in Romania right you mm-hmm. you have post-traumatic stress disorder for a long time and you were in army, you were in missionary work for years. How that? How it is to live with it? Is there so many people outside who think, oh, I have post-traumatic stress disorder and then we tend to, to go, well, I'm done. My life is done. I cannot do anything because, well, I'm sick. Or Is that a, a reason to stop everything? Or is it a reason to do more because you can do it better? because of post-traumatic stress disorder. Hmm. How it is for you? Well, if you would have uh, asked anybody other than my family, they would have said, I don't have post-traumatic stress because we try to hide it. Mm-hmm. And now, when you're working in the ministry and things like that, you work in love. Mm-hmm. You try to share love. You try to do everything in love. So, and plus you're working on someone else. So that's, you know, one of your favorite things, you know, let me forget about myself and let's work on you. <laughs> and, we are uh, really good in that. Yes. That's our powerhouse. <laughs> so that's how Christianity or any other religion, for, I would think, for somebody with post-traumatic stress is, I'm not working on myself, so, you know, that scripture in the Bible where it says, remove the plank out of your own eye, mm-hmm. then you'll see clearly to remove the speck in your brother's Well. I just try to work on that plank in my eye and try to help my brother with the speck in his eye. Now, I know that plank is still there in my eye, which is good. Yeah. Because you want to please God, then you humble yourself before God. You know that you're a broken vessel. 
and having post-traumatic stress disorder it's a daily living proof that you are a broken vessel right mm -hmm. and that has plus and minus because there it's as with me it's like this i know my vessel that i am a broken vessel but i also know that i can perform from that point and see the pain around mm -hmm. and the needs the emotional and mental needs around because I am a broken vessel. Mm -hmm. So that keeps you under the authority of God and the, I don't know, mm -hmm. all-knowing God, and you just know that you, you have both. Yeah. Well, you know, we were talking earlier about that friend of mine, Reuben, and his daughter, Sophia, and how she was, she's a one-year-old trying to walk off a curb, you know, and he was holding her hand, walking with her. And it's truly a picture of God. Here you have this very tall Dutch guy and this very tall little baby walking hand in hand. And she's walking off a curb that most of us would think, wow, that's you know, just so small. But for her, it's so gigantic. It's so huge. And that's the same way with us with post-traumatic stress and everything else. I might look at some of your issues and problems and think, wow, those are so small and so little. And, <laughs> man, if you had to walk off of one of my curbs, you would just collapse in a big ball of tears or something. And I look from my side at your curb, it's like, really? Come even on, it's can, not so big. Yeah, even though we can still relate to yeah, each other and everything. Exactly. But she held trust in her father's hand. Yes. And she knew she, her father would not let her fall and hurt, hurt herself. So she held his hand and stepped off gingerly and, you know, stumbled a little bit, got off balance a little bit, maybe even fell a little bit. But her father was always there to, holding her hand to help her. If she fell all the way to the ground, he was there to pick her up and hold yeah. her and, tell, and love on her and tell her it'll be okay. We'll get through this together. And as post-traumatic stress or anybody on anything. Yeah, anxiety, depression, because when we say post-traumatic stress disorder, then it involves yeah. anxiety, like big time anxiety. Can any, any trigger can mm -hmm. generate anxiety, just telling a story or mm -hmm. remembering something. Or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, whenever I always say, I always tell veterans that want to start their, uh, my friend started his post-traumatic stress counseling after I did, and I warned him. I said, you're doing pretty good. He's a pastor in Oklahoma. And I warned him. I said, once you open up this box, you know, God's got you a nice little hedge of protection around you right now. He's protecting you from this. And you're, as soon as you open this box up, you know, you're going to let a lot of things out. You're going to have to deal with them. Yeah. And uh, you're never quite prepared for that. <laughs> because he wasn't either. He thought he was, but then it all hit him. It all starts coming back. Yeah, and when you walk to the path of healing, mm -hmm. it will hit. Yes, it will, because you're bringing all the stuff up that you've buried so far yeah. below. Exactly, and burying, it's easier than facing. It is. And walking through it. But that's, we have, we have to remember that through this podcast, through this relating to each other, we can help each other, but we yeah. have to remember that there is a Father that has a hold of our hand all the time. Even if you don't believe in God. Yeah. Even if you don't... Just because I don't believe in 
saying I don't believe in jet airplanes. <laughs> doesn't mean they don't exist. I'm on, I'm on a, I don't believe in UFOs. That doesn't mean they don't exist. I mean, just because you don't believe in something doesn't make it right or wrong or whatever. But God is there. Yes. And He is holding our hands. And He's he going is. To, as you said, as you so greatly put it, when we stumble, when we fall, He is more than happy there to catch us. That's what He does. Before we hit the ground yeah. and to die. <laughs> I mean, we can hit the ground, but he will never let us just... If we allow him, we have to remember God is a gentleman. God is held by his own law. God can only do things that we allow him to do. We have power and authority in this world that God has given us. And God cannot break that. If he does, then he makes himself a liar. And then he is not God. And none of it ever existed. So, he's there to catch us when we fall, you know, if we will allow him to catch us. But we have to remember, this is something I pound in your head over and over and over again. Because you have such a, uh, you don't relate to God as a father. You don't relate to God as a lover, as a, someone who has your best interests at heart, because you never had that growing up. Yes, that's true. You only had a father and a mother that gave you nothing but... It's hard to relate to God as a father when the image of father hurt. Mm-hmm. It is hard. Mm-hmm. But even if the people who listen don't, don't believe in God, God will be there. I just have in, in, image, in mind now an image when the difference of the age between us is big enough to see... I told you last night also, the, when you were trying to commit suicide, I was trying to survive and just make it through life. And just after, years after, how many years after? 20-something years mm-hmm. later, mm-hmm. to meet an American with a Romanian in the Netherlands, just to have this podcast. So when we look from up to this situation, we see that God was there always. Mm-hmm. How many bullets didn't went through it when it tried? And how many times I could, just three times I was on the bridge to jump in the water or in front of the train, and I didn't. And all the way when God just prepared us to put us together one day and do this. Mm -hmm. So even if you listen and you don't believe in God, God is there. Because Mm -hmm. that time I didn't believe in God. And when you, Fred, tried to commit suicide, you didn't believe. I mean, it was like, okay, God, I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. And I was in that time when I was like, if you are this kind of God, I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. done. Because we tend to see God through the eyes of the parents we have, right? Mm-hmm. And we were in the point where we were both of us done with God. And still, he was there till the end just to... Just because we're done with him doesn't mean he's done with us. Exactly. That's a really good song. God's, God's oh, yeah. not done with you. Yeah. He's not. He's never done. It doesn't matter what you believe. Yes. Believe or don't believe. It doesn't matter to him. He still loves you. He's still there. Yeah. And he still believes in you. And he still wants to do as much as he can for you. And he will still put people in your path. Yes. To help you. To protect you. Thank you for being with us today. Don't forget to 
hit the share button and share this episode with your friends. Subscribe to be the first one who get to hear the next episode. And if you listen to my website, I'm waiting you on Life Invites community. Let your email address there so you can be updated with the latest tips on how to be healthy in a holistic way from body to mind, soul and relationships. And go in the description below, look at the contact information and connect. We are looking to see you again in the next episode of Life Invites podcast.